What are the injury updates on Amon Ross St. Brown, Cooper Cup, George Kittle, and a lot of injured players we're worried about in week one in fantasy football? It's time to break it down right here and give you the latest on Locked On Fantasy Football. You are Locked On Fantasy, your daily NFL fantasy podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. It's exciting. We're in season mode here, week one, just around the corner. Everything's going to kick off here Thursday night between the Chiefs and the Lions. So excited to just two days away from the fantasy football season. This is uh, Locked On Fantasy Football, your destination to become the smartest fantasy football player in your league. We're part of Locked On Network, your team every day, your fantasy football team every day. I'm one of your co-hosts, Vinny Iron, and I'm not doing this. I'm writing about NFL and fantasy football for sportingnews.com. Hey, hey, I'm Michelle Majuk, uh, researcher for NFL Network and fantasy analyst at NFL.com. All right, Michelle, we can actually start looking at week one this week. Unfortunately, for we're going to look at some injury concerns immediately. This is what happens. You draft your team, you think you're all set, and then you got to worry about, are these guys playing right away in week one? That's always a bummer, but we'll give you some clarity on that and maybe some comfort and maybe some discomfort on some guys as well. One thing I can tell you, uh, Bird Dogs is always comfortable here. I've got them on for today's show, as well as the hat here. This episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Go to birddogs.com slash LockedOnNFL or enter the promo code LockedOnNFL for a water bottle now with any order. You won't want to take your Bird Dogs off, we promise you. All right, Michelle, let's uh, get right to it. We'll do this like a weekend anchor type uh, thing here with uh, Saturday Night Live. We'll go back and forth, except we're not going to be laughing on some of these cases here. So I'll let you go with the first news nugget here on Amon Ross St. Brown. Yeah, so Amon Ross St. Brown for the Lions is back at practice. Full participant on Monday. They play. The Lions play against the Chiefs on the kickoff night and Thursday night football. So we're only a couple of days away now. Am I a little bit worried that he could re-injure his ankle in week one? Sure, but you got to take the risk, right? He is going to be the clear lead target for this offense. It should be a very high-scoring game. The Chiefs allowed the seventh-most fantasy points to wide receivers last season, eighth-most receptions, second-most receiving touchdowns to the wide receiver position. He should be a smash play. Any guy can get injured in any given game, so I'm not worried about this here with Amon Ross St. Brown. Yeah, he's good to go and just feel confident. I mean, you've got to start him. He's your borderline first-round pick, maybe early second round here at wide receiver. So he should be good to go. Another guy that we're tracking for this game, it's a perpetually injured Kadarius Tony. I feel like he flashes when he's on the field, not with the Giants, but while he was with the Chiefs. So I'm not sure what you're going to get from Kadarius Tony, but I'm looking at a lot of uncertainty. We're looking at Sky Moore, maybe having a big role without Juju Smith-Schuster. You got Travis Kelsey locked into his ace role. We're not sure what we're going to get from the rookie Rasheed Rice. Marquez Valdez-Scandling as a big play threat. It's a thing we kind of have to sort out a little bit. I don't want to play an injured Tony. I'm not going there. And I might take a shot on Sky Moore here behind uh, Travis Kelsey. That's the only person I feel comfortable in a deeper league playing. Uh, what say you, Michelle? Do you avoid Tony until we see something where we're comfortable? 
Yeah, I'm not even touching Tony at all. The only thing is if he does play, it could, you know, affect your confidence a little bit. And starting Sky Moore, I was talking myself into that maybe he's a week one starter. I don't think Tony would play a ton, even if he's out there. Like, I think they'll limit his stats. Lions is a really nice matchup, or at least they were last year. I know they kind of rehauled that secondary, so maybe they could be better. But I think I'm just staying away from anyone not named Travis Kelsey, at least for week one. I'll be happy with Sky Moore being stashed on my bench, and if he goes off, cool. I have someone for the rest of the year. Yeah, I think that's fair. Just don't play Tony until there's any reason that we feel that way. I think he's just some guy we're chasing to be great, but may never be great and be on the field and do what he needs to do here for either of his teams here in the NFL. Now, Cooper Cup, Michelle, this is a really sad development. I'm just feeling not very optimistic about Cooper Cup. Uh, when you go and visit someone outside, take a long trip to Minnesota to visit a specialist, this is not looking very good here. And I'm not just concerned about week one against Seattle, but this could be a lingering thing. What do you do with Cooper Cup? I guess you just have to hope for the best and maybe they'll put him on an IR, right? At least you can clear up that spot and go get somebody. I think the best case is if you draft a Cooper Cup, if they just put him on that short-term IR, let him be out for four weeks. You can plug him to your IR spot, pick someone else up. You don't have to worry about starting him. You don't have to worry about him starting a game and like getting hurt on the first drive and completely destroying your starting lineup. But then when it comes to like, if you're hoping for Matthew Stafford, let's say if you're in a two quarterback league or you just took a flyer on him, like, Without Cooper Cup, I want nothing to do with Matthew Stafford. And then the rest of these wide receivers, I mean, it's not a great list. Van Jefferson, Ben Skronik, Tutu Atwell, Demarcus Robinson. And the most appealing one would be Puka Nakua, the fifth-round rookie. But I'm not plugging in Puka in week one. I, I get it. It's a fine matchup. And Cooper Cup has to throw to someone. And Sean McVay says Puka will be an instant contributor. But I just can't imagine a world where you just had your draft and you have to plug in Puka Nakua <laughs> week one. Like, it's week one. You should have other options that are much safer. Now, here's a question for you, Michelle. Would you go Sky Moore or Puka Nakua? Asking for someone in a deep league. <laughs> Sky Moore, for sure. I'm going yeah, Sky think... Moore because you don't even know if, I mean, how many scoring opportunities will the Rams even have? How many points will yeah. they put up? We have no idea. We do know the Chiefs are going to put up a lot of points. Yeah, and also, don't forget, the Seahawks secondary is pretty good, even with an injury they have early to Witherspoon. So they still have some guys there, Tariq Woolen being first and foremost. I don't think it's great if you got to see a top corner here. I mean, the whole thing about liking Puka Nakua is that Cooper Cup is on the field, and he gets some uh, single coverage here. So it's hard. We have to see Van Jefferson could be the guy, Tyler Higby could be a lot of That's who I like, ball. Tyler Higby. Yeah. I think like he's the one that now becomes a possible starting option for fantasy in week one. It's not going to be a high ceiling scenario, but he will probably lead the team in targets, especially oh, against absolutely. the Seahawks defense yeah. that struggled against tight ends in the past. And then this just helps Cam Akers, right? You think they lean more on the run game. So Cam Akers and Tyler Higby up, and then the rest of everybody else I don't really want anything to do with in week one. Yeah, it might be a season-long struggle with it, wanting to play any Rams. Uh, I'm just getting a bad feeling about this. But we will talk about some more positive situations and one negative thing that seemed to develop in San Francisco. We'll get into that in our next segment as we catch you up on the latest news updates related to injuries here going into week one. Don't forget, we will look at the rankings starting the 
quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end, how to set things up for you there and uh, see where we differ, see the guys we like and don't like in this particular week based on the matchups and other factors. So we'll have that every day for you on tomorrow's show. This episode of Lockdown Fantasy Football, as I told you at the top, is brought to you by Bird Dogs. And again, Michelle, I've gotten Bird Dogs here as uh, shorts that I've pretty much worn for most of the summer. They're just very comfortable. It's uh, kind of like having athletic gear, but you can also go out in the town here because they're stretch khaki shorts designed to fit slimmer through the thigh, giving everyone a truly sculpted look. We're always looking for that. And really, they do the exact same thing as Lululemon, but they fit way better. Regular shorts, you know, are made of stiff, restricting cotton. Bird Dogs fix this issue by inventing cloud knit fabric that looks great, just like khaki, but stretches so you get a way slimmer fit. I really like that because I'm always uh, wearing these shorts in the summer. I never like to put on pants if possible, but uh, Bird Dogs is going to make me feel comfortable all day long. Anti-stink sweat, it's great. I live in Charlotte. It's very hot. I want to be dry all day long, and it's going to keep me cool and dry. My bird dogs, that's why I love it. They're functional for any occasion, and that's what I like. I can transition from uh, just a day around the house and uh, go out, and they're still going to look good here. So right now, if you uh, act, uh, I'm wearing a bird dog's hat right now. The gift they're giving away right now is a water bottle. So you can check it out at Locked On there with their promo code. You just go to birddogs.com slash LockedOnNFL. Run to promo code LockedOnNFL for checkout. You'll get a Bird Dogs free water bottle with your order. So check it out. LockedOnNFL is the promo code. That's birddogs.com slash LockedOnNFL for a free water bottle. Check out. You won't want to take your Bird Dogs off. We promise you. All right, Michelle, we are now diving into our next set of injury updates. And uh, what do you think about Brees Hall here in week one? It's not the greatest matchup against the Bills. We're not sure about his injury status we really haven't had a good clarity on that all offseason and Dalvin Cook also in the mix so uh how would you navigate that on your fantasy teams this week yeah so the latest news uh Jets head coach Robert Sala said the team would be smart with how they use Brees Hall recovering because he's uh recovering from that ACL tear from last year right so he's going to be active he's going to be playing in the game we just don't know how many snaps he's going to have and we don't know how much work Dalvin Cook is going to take away the Bills aren't the worst matchup in the world for running backs, but they're not a favorable one either. So they're kind of right in the middle. You do expect this to be a somewhat high-scoring game, but at the same time, I don't think it's high-scoring as maybe the over-under would have it. It's a divisional game. It's week one. The Jets have a really good defense. It could be a little bit more of a defense game than maybe we're, we're, we want for fantasy, right? I really just think it comes down if Brees Hall gets a touchdown or right or yeah. not, right? I think you still got to play Brees Hall if you selected him. I think you could still plug him in. I don't love it. I don't think he has super high upside in week one, but he could still be a solid performer. Yeah, I'm feeling a little bit like Spider-Man meme in this game between uh, Brees Hall and Dalvin Cook and James Cook and his brother and then uh, Damian Harris. I just don't love this matchup at all. These two teams are really good against the run. And I don't know what the workload is going to be. So if I have a better alternative, that is a very important thing here. If I have someone that I feel comfortable as that I know is going to get the key touches here in his backfield, maybe it's a Raheem Moster type, right? At least in week one, he's going to get the touches against the Chargers. I might feel a little bit better. I'm not saying long-term you go Raheem Mostert, but until we get some clarity on these two situations, you might go there. But again, you also cannot deny the upside of Brees Hall. If I had to lean towards someone, I think you might agree with Michelle, Reese Hall and James Cook in this game and avoid the other two guys? 
Oh man. I think, <laughs> I think you can also play Dalvin cook. I think you can play all three Brees Hall. I mean, obviously not on the same roster, hopefully, but <laughs> if you have one of Brees Hall or Dalvin cook or James cook, I think all three are viable. I would rather go with the hall or Brees Hall or Delvin Cook over James Cook just because of the uh-huh. inconsistent usage of running backs or the Bills. I am like I'm starting to believe that maybe the Bills will use a running back this year, but I would rather get to see his usage before plugging James Cook into my lineup. Yeah, it might be someone in the Cook family is starting Brees and Dalvin <laughs> this week. That might be the only person, hopefully, in fantasy. I don't think you want to do that as you're starting backfield here in week one. It's just too much uncertainty there. Now, I know, Michelle, uh, we sometimes see you with some 49ers gear here. Now, this is my favorite player in the NFL, so sad for me to report that it's not looking good for George Kittle. He's got an abductor strain here. That's the latest injury. It's different from what we're used to. It's usually like a hamstring or something like that that he's dealing with, so I don't know. When he doesn't practice, it makes me nervous. It's like every time I have George Kittle on my team, I got to sweat out the Friday practice, and then I have this to look what, at the Saturday. This, this is what is happens, what right? If you draft George Kittle, you know you have the highs, you know you have the lows, you know in any given week can give you two points or 20 points. And if you are if you drafted George Kittle high, you already decided you're willing to ride on this roller coaster, so you got to just go with it. I will say I'm wearing a Steelers t-shirt today Steelers are my number one team and George Kittle plays the Steelers in week one so they're dealing with two really big injuries right now with George Kittle Nick Bosa we'll see if they can come back Um, I do think Nick Bosa makes a pretty uh, huge significance for how the Steelers players will do in fantasy so keep an eye on that but with George Kittle it's really hard because he's been out since mid-August with this injury it was only originally supposed to be a one week injury he was only supposed to be miss one week of practice but now it's September 5th, and he's still not back. We'll see if he comes back on Wednesday uh, to practice for week one. I am a little bit worried about his workload, but if he's active, you play him. And the Steelers' weakness is over the middle. Like, George Kittle could destroy them. Uh, they did change over an inside linebacker. We'll see if they're any better this year. But it's been a huge weakness for the Steelers for uh, a few seasons now. So if George Kittle's active, you, you start him. Yeah, I think it actually could really favor Kittle here because uh, let's not forget the Steelers really upgraded their secondary around Minka Fitzpatrick, uh, adding Joey Porter in the draft. And then, of course, uh, Patrick Peterson still played well last year for the Vikings. Mm-hmm. So they have some depth there at corner. So it might be really favorable here. We know like the 49ers like to move around their wide receivers. So I would feel better about Kittle maybe being more productive. It might be a Kittle game as opposed to a Debo Samuel or Brandon Ayuk game based on the way it's lining up. So you do want to play him. If he's there and out there and healthy, you just don't have any reservation there. Now we had another tight end pop up, and this was just a mystery. That Mark Andrews, it is a mystery because we don't know. It's an undisclosed injury. I think he's going to play against the Texans in week one. He's supposed to return to practice here, Michelle, for the middle of the week. So everything seems to be good there. Any concern about playing Mark Andrews this week? Again, if he's active, you got to play him. There is some concern, right? He's missed the last six practices. uh, And John Harbaugh said, we're still on don't push the panic button. He said that yesterday, which is a weird phrase for me that you're still on. So are you saying you're getting close to that? Like if he misses one more practice, are you like pushing the panic button would feel like for me, like he's going to miss more than just week one. So I don't know. This whole thing is kind of confusing to me. Also, they might not need Mark Andrews in week one, right? My biggest concern is they get a huge lead real fast. And then they're like, well, Mark Andrews is dealing with some sort of injury. So let's get him some rest in the second half. But if they have a huge lead, it could mean that Mark Andrews already caught a touchdown or two. So you got to just take that risk. 
yeah, I, I think he's going to be good to go. And he, he's going to go as much as he can. I mean, he really had some injury issues last year, but played through it. And he knows that Isaiah Likely and Charlie Kolar are right behind. So he doesn't want to give any opportunity to think that those guys need a bigger role. Now we'll get to the big one in this segment here. Zach Taylor says Joe Burrow remains day-to-day with his calf injury, the scare that we had very early in training camp here with Joe Burrow. I think he's trending toward playing. If he gets a little bit more practice working, I think he could even go if we see a limited designation here on him this week. But what do you think, Michelle? Are you feeling confident about Joe Burrow? What's your level of confidence, I'll say, on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being I'm going to play him, no worries. So this is the thing. I think he 100% plays. Like, I don't think he sits out this game. He's going to play, in my mind. Like, that's 100%. But I am worried about him for fantasy, for sure. Because, A, his mobility probably won't be top-notch. I mean, it won't be, right? He's not going to be there yet. And now the Browns not only have Miles Garrett, but they also have Zadarius Smith. Like, they've worked on creating a better pass rush. But trying to evade uh, Miles Garrett is not going to be fun if your mobility is weakened. And the Browns have had Joe Burrow's number throughout his career. He's only won one game against them. And it hasn't all been bad games. But over the last three games against the Browns, these are his fantasy points. Seven, 13, and 16 fantasy points. So none of them have been good. And that's when he's been healthy. So that's a little worrisome. Uh, Like, I'm still starting Jamar Chase. I am kind of on the fence with T. Higgins in week one. But you draft him too early. You just kind of have to plug him in. I I don't think it's going to be a high ceiling game for Joe Burrow. I really don't. Um, But he has too high of a ceiling, I guess, to risk sitting him. Right. Yeah. I think he probably squeeze out 215 too. That's what we're looking for. I think he can do that in this game. I mean, I don't, I don't know how good the Browns are going to be overall. It's a big mystery. They're in the middle of the league. So I know their defense is going to be pretty good, but we know the Bengals can put up points in a hurry and, uh, We'll see how it plays out. I'm not totally confident. I have Joe Burrow in one league. I'm not thrilled. I don't want to pivot necessarily to my backup Jordan Love against the Bears, but I'm going to monitor that carefully, right? If it comes down to, okay, he is very limited in his movement and he's uh, not going to be 100% here, or, I don't know. Like, I probably still end up playing Joe Burrow. I just wouldn't feel great about having a big game, like you said here. So very interesting there. Now, pretty much is there anyone that you would think about sitting Joe Burrow for if you had a certain tier of quarterback? So Geno Smith, right? If you have Geno Smith as a backup, I love his matchup against the Rams. It's more with Joe Burrow. If you took him, he's most likely your only quarterback in a regular redraft league where you just did a whole year, you know, redraft league draft. But if you're in DF or if you play DFS or you're doing some bets or something like that, that's when I just want to stay away from Joe Burrow. Like I'm not worth the risk there. Uh, but if you do happen to have two quarterbacks in your normal year long league, then that's when maybe if I have Geno Smith back there, I'd consider starting him. Okay. That's about what I was thinking. That tier, that Geno Smith tier of quarterbacks. <laughs> yes. You might think about them this week. So we'll have some more injury updates for you in our next segment here. So, be sure you stay tuned to that. Uh, we'll look at uh, some more wide receivers. Yeah, we have a, a guy that you love that's dealing with an injury, and I really want to hear your opinion on him and his quarterback. We'll get to that in a moment, but let's first talk about FanDuel. Get ready for the NFL season with incredible offers from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. 
Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Plus, all customers who bet $5 will get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. That's an amazing deal. Now is the best time to join FanDuel. The app is easy to use, and you can be on everything from spreads to player props and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season with an offer you won't want to miss. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. All right, Vinny. Your dude, and also now all of a sudden my dude, because I've gotten hot on this guy as of late, Romeo Dobbs, second-year wide receiver for the Packers, dealing with a hamstring injury. Held out of practice all last week. There's no update yet as of if you'll be practicing this week ahead of week one. What are your thoughts? Like, you can't risk starting him in week one, even if he does play, right? Yeah, I mean, it was, it was a bench stash, right, for us pretty much. I mean, if you're drafting him as your top, three receiver here that you're going to plug and play in the lineup. No, you couldn't have done that. You're looking to see what you get. I mean, Christian Watson, I think is the only receiver that you could play with confidence because you know, his role is going to be there and especially it'll expand should uh, Romeo Dubs sit this game out. So when we look at Dubs hamstring, it can be annoying. That's the biggest thing. So I don't think he's going to play this week and we'll have clarity. It's not like it's a night game. So you can make a quick adjustment there at uh, 1 PM Eastern to, go in a different direction so I, I think yeah I think you're not going to force him in a lineup I think we have to look at the matchups this is not the worst matchup but the Bears actually have a pretty good corner there in Jalen Johnson and he'd be in the outside where they would move Watson a little bit so I I think that yeah you're you're not worried about it too much you shouldn't be if you're relying on him on a roll, then it's a question mark uh, then it comes down to Jordan Love where do you feel with him maybe it's an opportunity for Jaden Reed Luke Musgrave to uh kind of carve themselves out a bigger role in this offense as rookies. So something else to watch for. So again, this is kind of wait and see, kind of like the Chiefs a little bit behind Travis Kelsey. I feel like we do that with this entire Packers receiving core. We want to see how the pecking order kind of goes here. So I would feel comfortable not uh, going that direction. Really, I don't know, other than a super flex, if you're going to look at Jordan Love this week uh, based on the starting matchups. Yeah, like I think people might see, oh, Jordan Love's going up against the Bears and the Bears defense stinks, right? And they might get excited, might think they can start him in week one. I'm not doing that, especially now that Romeo Dobbs, who seems to be his go-to guy, is dealing with an injury. He might not even play, but even if he does play, like it's probably not going to be the most efficient thing for him out there. But like he has to go play in Chicago. It's a, a divisional rival that's never easy. You know, the Bears absolutely hate the Packers, and they've been dominated by the Packers and Aaron Rodgers for so long now. They're going to just put everything out there to make sure they're, they're showing that the tides have turned, right? And they do have a pretty young, talented secondary group, and they get safety Eddie Jackson back, who missed a good amount of time last year with a Liz Frank injury. I don't think this is a good matchup for Jordan Love at all. So I'm, I'm staying away, and I think it's a trap game for him. Yeah, I think this is one of those grindy, stand-the-ground games because uh, the funny thing is the Bears invested a lot in linebacker and in Edmonds and Edwards, but they're both kind of off-the-ball cover linebackers. So I think you're going to look at a lot of Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon on one side, a lot of Khalil Herbert on the other side with Justin Fields. So yeah. I think it's going to be one of those lower-scoring games that we anticipate and maybe – less plays on the field if we're doing a lot of running on both sides. So something to consider there. Now, another injury, I'm going to give you the choice here once I break this down for you. Zach Moss might be playing here, coming back from a broken forearm. As Shane Steichen, his head coach, has been a little bit coy about his availability. Then you have Deion Jackson. You got Evan Hull. 
Are you, first of all, taking a shot on any Colts running back? Because it's not necessarily the best matchup. I feel like the Jaguars could roll them here in this game and not have much role for the running backs. But if you're going to pick a running back, are you going Jackson? Are you going Moss and Hull? Assuming all three are available. So if Zach Moss plays in week one, I'm staying away from everyone. I want Zach Moss on my bench. Like I'm going to stash him. But I'm staying away from all of them in week one if that happens. If Zach Moss is inactive, I'm okay playing Deion Jackson if you really, really need to. But again, you just had your draft. So I feel like you shouldn't already need to start a guy like Deion Jackson in week one. But if you're desperate, I think it's okay, especially because you would assume that the Colts are going to lean on the run a ton with Anthony Richardson starting his first game. And Richardson has shown that he's willing to dump off the ball to running backs as well. The Jaguars allowed the 11th most points to running backs last year in fantasy. So it's not the worst matchup. But if Zach Moss does play in week one, we'll see what his snap counts like. They'll probably bring him back slowly after this broken forearm. But in week two, they get the Texans. So I'm definitely stashing Zach Moss on my bench. Yeah, I might roll the dice with one of these backs if I'm really hurting. And maybe in a flex league where I'm putting him in that spot. I'm not I'm not going to put any of them close to an RBQ spot. So deep league flex play. Yeah, I'm taking a shot on one of these guys because you said the matchup is so good. Next week, we're going to watch that matchup. But next week, we'll also have an idea on how they might be using their running backs and I think the most uh, successful runner in this game for the Colts is probably going to be Anthony Richardson scrambling around this one. So keep that in mind. That's going to hurt all these guys' value as well. It was not like you have Matt Ryan or Carson Wentz or Phillip Rivers back there where this running back has to do all the running. I think you'll look at uh, Richardson doing that as well. So something there. Now, it's also not looking uh, as good here for a couple other wide receivers. So I'll get in the first one here. Jerry Judy was avoiding IR with a hamstring injury, but I don't know. The Raiders are a favorable matchup overall. They're actually better inside than on the outside, but I'm not sure. I think uh, you can just expect to be without Jerry Judy, and uh, we'll see what Marvin Mims can do. But does this make Cortland Sutton a must-start for you if Judy's out? Corlin Sutton should never, uh, you know, be a must start, right? <laughs> Those words should never go together. I do think he's a viable option. He should be yeah. the top Marcus target. Yeah, right. I do think this could be a heavy running game. The Raiders, you can run on them, and you know that Sean Payton likes to run the ball. Russell Wilson, you know, maybe throws a couple touchdowns. Maybe Cortland Sutton gets one of them. Maybe there's a big play in there. I think he's a viable option, but he's definitely not a, a must start for me. Yeah, I, I mean, if you're looking at wide receiver three, I think that's probably what you're going to get. I wouldn't expect a high ceiling in this game. Like you mentioned, I think they're going to run quite a bit, and the Raiders are not going to give much of a fight. And we've also talked about how the Broncos come out and uh, like to dominate early in games at home. So that could also mean uh, run, run, run here in the second half. So I, I think that that's definitely a pivot you got to think about. Now, we've uh, banged the table here for Jahan Dotson. Michelle, I tried to get him in like every league – and every league, someone was taking him, like, even around ahead of where we highly ranked him. So I never got him. Like, I was like, okay, he's going to be my next pick. And then I see him, and it comes around, and I couldn't get him because of this Terry McLaurin injury with the toe. I mean, he avoided IR, but we know how painful toes can be as a key injury for wide receivers. If you can't run and cut, you're not going to be effective. So I'm a little bit worried here about Terry McLaurin. Is Jahan Dotson a must-start now? Well, yeah, Jahan Dawson's definitely a must start. But with Terry McLaurin, I think there's more of a chance that 
Terry McLaurin plays and Jerry Judy. I just feel like McLaurin will like try to toughen it out. I don't know how pretty it'll be because it is turf toe. So that's a sprained yeah. big toe. That's like your big toe matters a lot, uh, a lot, especially when you're with Terry McLaurin being such a good route runner too. Like that's going to hurt some things for him, but either way, I, I don't want to play Terry McLaurin in week one, even though it's an absolutely amazing matchup. So if he is active, he's not the worst play. It's just really risky that is he going to make it through the game? How efficient is he going to be? But either way, Jahan Dotson needs to be in your starting lineup. I mean, the Cardinals defense was already pitiful last year, and now they lost even so many more pieces. They lost seven starters in free agency and through trades this offseason, including their top three pass rushers. They don't have anybody on defense besides Buda Baker. Like, that's it. And Dotson was, you know, Dotson's going to be a, a great play this week. For Sam Howell, I would prefer Terry McLaurin be on the field for me to have super confidence in starting him week one. But I still am looking at him in DFS leagues. Yeah, I think McLaurin, you also have to be wary that the commanders are big favorites in this game. So they could put McLaurin on a snap count and just see how the game goes. And then that's it. He's not playing the rest of the game. So that's a little concerning here. So I think we'd rather have clarity. I think that's the biggest thing, Michelle, wouldn't you say? Yeah. It's much better to just know a guy's out versus the dreaded questionable or watch it to the last minute. Uh, would you agree with that? Oh, yeah. I mean, but teams will never do that for us. They don't no. care about our fantasy teams. They're going to make us all sweat it out, and they want that competitive advantage. And they're well, and then a lot of times they just really are hoping that the all-star player can go. But it's always the worst on Sunday morning, just waiting to see if a player you really need is going to be active or not. Well, that's why you have us, because we're going to give you the updates you need, and we're also going to keep you updated as we go along looking at the rankings for this week. So we'll look at quarterback, running back, wide receiver, and tight end for you in the next uh, couple days, so you know who have better matchups in week one, who we're higher on in this week than we normally would be, and lower on uh, based on the matchups. So we'll get into all that. That'll be exciting, because we'll finally talk week one and really focus on those matchups and those games. So Looking forward to do that here on Locked on Fantasy Football. For Locked on Fantasy Football, this has been Vinny Iyer. And I'm Again, check out all the good stuff on the network here that we have coming up. The Locked on Ultimate NFL Season Previews here. Seven-episode extravaganza brings opinions, analysis, and plenty of debate from all 32 of our Locked on NFL hosts with added insights from our national experts. If you can't miss series before the season kicks off, catch every episode now on Locked on NFL on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast. All right, Michelle, we're done. Bye, y'all.